Welcome back for another episode of the Sporting Crashers podcast, episode six. Really, really appreciate everybody that has been rocking with us, supporting us uh, since day one. This one's a little bit more of a special. It's more of a summary on the draft, on free agency with three of my closest people, some of my friends, call them my brothers, starting with number one, D. Thomas, representing the Kansas City Chiefs. Number two, Joseph Hernandez with Dallas Cowboys. Going to talk a little bit of football, see what's going on in the DFW, Dallas. Then, of course, appreciate Kyle Barber being on my show, New England Patriots. That's my cousin from Boston. We're going to do this uh, today. We're going to basically kind of break down what they saw from the draft, what they like, and then the upcoming schedules and opponents for 2023-2024 season. Uh, but for now, let's take a break. First up, D. Thomas. We'll be right back. Sporting Crashers podcast episode six, Zarek Martinez. I'm going to go ahead and introduce our first, very first person on the new segment called Bonding Over Beers. We're going to talk a little football. So I had to start off with the number one person that is supporting, obviously, the defending champion, Kansas City Chiefs. D. Thomas, Coach D, Mr. TikTok himself. What's going on, man? What's going on? How you doing, brother? Pretty good, man. You know, we got the rivalry going right now, Raiders and Chiefs. So, you know, AFC know, West right? represent over here. Yeah. I know. It'd be, it'd be hard to be in the same place. Exactly. Exactly. So a lot of people that have been listening to the podcast and are tuning in for the first time, this segment, you're going to find me uh, sitting down, talking a little football, more of an easy pace go with family, friends. I got some celebrities coming up later in the year. Uh, just, you know, cracking open a beer and talking a little football. So uh, first thing I want to know, man, you know, we talk a lot about it all the time. We were talking about actually, I think I text you. When Eric Bieniemy uh, took the position in the Commanders uh, to be their offensive coordinator, my question to you is: Based off of that, how do you think it'll impact your team? And I'm not going to name drop any any players that I heard, but the locker room was kind of split on that because half of them were saying, "Hey, okay," and half of them were saying, "Well, you know, how's it going to run?" So, especially with uh, Matt uh, Nagy taking over the the play call, uh -huh. but you still got Andy Reid. How do you see this playing out? Uh, I'm like 50-50 on it. I'm not a fan of Matt Nagy at all. You know, like, it showed when he went to the Bears. I believe he went to the Bears. He's, he's, he was just good in his little role. So we'll see how it goes. But I'm just split on it. I'm basically like 50-50. Because I, I just... I don't see him as a play caller, to be honest with you. I mean, I could be wrong, and I'm afraid that I'm wrong, but I really don't see him as one. I felt like we should have went out and got somebody else. Right. But since he's been in the system, he might got a little idea of how things go. And like you said, we got Andy Reid, so that makes me even prouder, you know, because Andy Reid can override him. So... Basically, what I feel about it. So, I don't. I don't see how much of that offense really will be an issue. I think that you know you have Patty Mahomes, you got Andy Reid, you know you you got you got a uh, potential of everything. Uh, wanted a real quick question about that defense. Uh, I know there wasn't really too much talk about you guys are a defensive minded team, 
But I think that you guys making the plays at the right time get you guys an advantage of like, hey, you know what? We can be a balanced defensive and offensive team. What do you think about that? Oh, most definitely. I, I think, especially last year, I believe starting all those rookies really helped. And they got the experience to go along with that. And then, you know, drafting new guys and hopefully they pick up, you know, and everybody stay healthy. That's the key. And and I really like that. I, I wish we was a dominant defense, but we do make the plays at the right time when we really, really need it. So that's like a bonus. Yeah, absolutely. So we're talking about free agency, and uh, I know one of the biggest keys right now that's kind of in limbo, we don't know exactly what's happening, but uh, Frank Clark, that defensive end on the edge, um, if, in fact, he doesn't you know, sign that extension, if he still kind of plays it out uh, from what I'm reading with the agent, uh, how do you guys, you know, how do you uh, replace him or do you guys, you know, bring somebody that you have already on the staff or the roster and, and saying, hey, you know what? Let's see about giving this kid a, a chance. Uh, well, I know we drafted a couple of defensive ends. And yeah, I think that was the the main uh, the the kid from K State. Yeah, the, uh, Felix and Doki Azuma. You can't replace a Frank Clark, man. <laughs> you know, but Clark the Shark, man, kind of thin, I would say. And I I see how the Chiefs going. You know, they they kind of easy. Don't want to spend a lot of money to try to build these young players up and to build a team, you know. And I thought we was due when we lost Tyreek, but yeah, I guess they kind of going through that pattern, you know, if you within those limits, they would spend the money, but if not, you know, they'd rather develop a young player and let them play, but it's going to be hard to replace Frank Clark, man. Oh, man. He was very dominant, made plays when we needed him at the right time. So, uh, yeah. Well, I, I know I know one thing that you guys have uh, made it at least the last two years as as far as a pattern. You guys have given the tools and the and the you know the things necessary for Patty to be successful. Last year it was Sky Moore. Um, I think that he's going to be developed. I actually said that last year in the in in the draft before it started. I said, watch this kid because he's not a big name. I think right. this particular draft class for the wide receivers, it wasn't necessarily that you're going to find stars from top one to 16. But I think when you get to the nine to a 12 mark, you got a lot of wide receivers that could have made a major impact and they'll come in right away. I think uh, you guys took, uh, I think in the second round, you took the SMU wide receiver Rasheed Rice. Oh. So, you know, tell me about a young receiver coming in, you know, getting a chance to play with Patty. Um, just just the fact that you guys, you know, obviously Smith Schuster signs with the Patriots. You re-sign Watson. So, you know, the the the, the wide receiver cores, is, I mean, might be young, but the only way to get get experience is to play, man, you know? Play. And, and I think that helped. It was, oh, man, what playoff was it? When all our receivers went down. Mm -hmm. We had to rely on those young guys to get us through that playoff. That that was the key to me. Like yeah, every receiver we had was just falling. So I think these young receivers, and I heard that him and Rice was working out. Yeah, nobody knew about it. So, oh yeah, he would. He was. He's going to learn real quick. And I, and I think having a bunch of receivers just to learn as the season goes on, it's going to help him 
So when he right. does get in the game, he should be explosive. Exactly. I mean, the one thing that I respect about uh, the Chiefs, as much as this pains me to say, uh, <laughs> you guys you guys draft not only for the needs, but you guys get guys that, like, for instance, Wanye Morris from uh, from Oklahoma, that offensive tackle. I mean, he's sitting there, and people aren't picking him. And then all of a sudden, you get you get this 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 safety from Virginia Tech, Kamari Connor, uh, and you know he could have gone higher. I was actually right. surprised that he was sitting there that late in the fourth round. I'm sitting there like 17 picks in the fourth round have gone. I remember because I watched that entire Virginia Virginia Tech game, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, this kid easily reminds me of a safety that plays for. LSU, Alabama, Georgia. But how key is it for you guys defensively as far as the secondary for you guys to be healthy? I mean, I know, you know, to have players that can come in and the depth that you have, how important is that going to be, especially, you know, with um, the type of uh, gunslingers that you have, not only in the AFC West, but, you know, good old Mr. Rogers just uh, has his new residency in New York wearing that green and black now. Oh, my gosh, yes. I, I think that's pretty much why we draft, because a lot of defense right. go down, even though we have our starters and we got the young guys from last year, but we did draft, you know, Connor, and we drafted Jones, I believe, um, and then with somebody else. But I think they can sit back and learn from the other guys because you never know when your name is going to be called. Right. Get in there. And I just think the more you have, especially young at a nice price, the better off you be because they want to prove to yourself. Exactly. You know, it's funny you say that, man, because I always think like you can never have too much of a position because worst <laughs> case scenario in this case, a safety, you know, he's going to play. He's going to play special teams. And you got right. hard hitting safeties. I guess I think you guys resigned Mike Edwards and then you Mike resigned uh, Dion Bush. So you're talking about these these guys are going to get the playing time. Right. And they're going to make an impact, not only defensively, but also, you know, just depending on situational football, especially. So, um, yeah, man, that's a that's that's a good thing. So, what do you, what do you, what do you think? What do you think? Because uh, I'm not – we, we won't talk about, you know, repeating or anything like this. Uh, by the way, subscribers and everybody listening, catch my boy D. Thomas. He will be on the season prediction 2023-2024 schedule. Um uh, in September, when we are talking uh, uh, record predictions for bonding over beers with my buddies. But for right now, we all know. I mean, last time we saw it was New England Patriots back-to-back in early 2000s. Right. Um, percentage chance, let's start low. Let's start division, right? What do you see in the division that you you yourself says, okay, this might be trouble? Or something like, hey... Not sure if we're gonna sweep this team. Maybe we go one and one. Maybe zero oh and two. Who right. you see in the division that might give you a scare? Oh man, it's always. I know you ain't ball. saying silver and black, so you know what I'm saying. I, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to I throw them out there, even though I wanted, it but be, you know. I think the one team that probably would give me the scare is the Chargers. I don't know why they just have our number sometimes. And even though they rebuilding themselves, I just don't see us sweeping them. Probably, I, I don't. I don't see it. The Raiders give us a lot of time, but since Derek Carr gone, I don't know how they're gonna look. You know, with their new, you know, everything they got that new. You know, yeah, 
You can't count on their ride receiver core because they veterans, but oh man. Yeah, I would say the Chargers if I had to pick it. Okay. That hey, that listen, a healthy Jackson is a great uh great pick. I mean, I think he's one of the lockdowns of the NFL. I think if he was healthy, I'm not saying they would have beat the Jaguars, but I think that in the second half of that game, they would have had a lot more uh, respect out there in the secondary because he, right. I mean, he is a natural lockdown. So I think that's a safe bet. Um, real quick, I want to kind of keep it in the same division. Uh, thoughts on the Broncos? Any any type yeah, of, I mean, improvement? I mean, with a hard way to go. I think the Broncos going to be a lot better than yeah. last year. I actually, yeah, yeah. I, I forecast that. Defensively, too. they were good. Yeah. Offensively is where they struggle. Mm-hmm. So, man, that's going to be scary if they get that offense together. Right. Defensively, they they sound already. Right. It's just the offense couldn't keep up with the defense. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, they can, yeah. Yeah. They can yeah, see. real talk. Well, we've been talking about this a lot because we watched the Super Bowl together for everybody that doesn't know. <laughs> and um, we were we were we were kind of going back and forth, and the only reason is is because obviously I'm a diehard Raider fan, but uh, <laughs> definitely you know when it comes to uh, Super Bowls and a team comes out and plays with energy and and uh, organization strategy from the coaching standpoint, you know you know how that goes. Right. Um, we were talking in the Super Bowl, and we were talking about uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Um, who do you see that is, and it, it could be the Chiefs or it could be anybody that you saw in the draft that's going to be like, hey, you know what? Late in January, he's going to have that impact. He might be that He might be that guy. I think uh, if Atlanta use uh, Bijan, uh, mm-hmm. right, I think yep. he could be that guy. He just seemed like he hungry. No matter, even though he's a first-round pick, sometimes you could just look at a guy and he looks like he wants to prove himself. Yeah. Like, you know, some guys just happy to go first round, but – he looks like he's going to prove himself. Yeah, you know, I, I think um, if he gets a chance, you know, obviously I know uh, Cordell Patterson and, and and things of that nature out there. But if he gets a chance, I mean, he he is one of those running backs that you get him on those little uh, those little screen passes or you know the little dump dump no passes. Pass. This guy this this guy's going to break, and I and I guarantee you, all of those that are they know about football, they watch the NFL, and they game break. Bijan, uh, you know, breaks for XXX. Uh, Bijan Robinson right. breaks for how much? Have him on your fantasy team. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards, and I know this is probably a, a, a probably a home run, and that's the reason I just said his last name because I always got him mixed up in Texas. But I'm going Roshan Johnson. I'm going yeah, uh, uh, running back yeah. from the Bears, and I, yeah. and, and again. The game that I saw against Baylor, and I think it was Iowa State, I'm thinking to myself, if Bijan is not here, this kid is probably breaking for, I mean, he's pretty much the package that you need right. at a running back position, not only D1, but you also got him, you know, in the NFL. So, you right. know, we, we were talking about this too. You know, you get your one your first running back, your running back two, running back three. At this point, it's almost like you gotta have a three headed monster. You gotta have a three headed monster. And and that's what I'm trying to figure out with the Chiefs. I'm like, oh, we got Pacheco, mm-hmm. we got McKinney. Well I mean we got a few other guys, but I'm like, who's that other guy? Like Yeah. 
you know, um, I like uh, Kareem Hunt. He was on free agency, but he might be too high for us. Right. I don't know if we would have yeah, still him. out there. Yeah. I, so I'm like, ah, oh, that was a leg. He just don't cut it for me. I never was a fan of him. Yeah. He had his glimpse, but the problem that I always see about players like that, and no disrespect to him, shout out LSU Tigers champs. Oh, yeah, shout but out uh, it, it's it's a durability though, right? You know what I mean? Right. How, how am I gonna How am I gonna know if you're good or not if you're not you're not on the on on the team? If you don't play the AFC, uh, uh, you know, title run, I'm thinking to myself, well, the next season, how much can the the coaches really rely on you? Right. Yeah, you know, Isaiah Pacheco played with a broken hand and. Torn, labrum. They just yeah. had surgery on. Nobody knew he was hurt because that's yeah. why I like guys like that. Because late in the round, they want to prove themselves. He's like, if he come out, he might don't get his spot back. So yeah. he he went hard and he produced. So that's the kind of guys that you want on your team. The kind of people that's really hungry, got a lot to prove, got certain kind of backgrounds where they come from and, you know, want to take care of their families and they want to do everything they can to succeed. Yeah. And that's the so talk to guy. me about the one and only Andy Reid. Talk to me about, oh. obviously, we already know his legacy is stamped. I'm not, I'm not even going to question because, you know, Hall of Famer, legacy. But tell me what, I don't want to say this year, but let's say another Super Bowl in his coaching career with the Chiefs. What's that do to him? What 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 level of 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 um, comparison do you got him when you're talking about you know put putting him in? I don't want to say Mount Rushmore, but you know at least honorable consideration. Right. Oh man, he would have been up there because I believe we should have went to five straight Super Bowls. Beyond yeah. you know, I mean, it was a couple little hiccups and we messed up. You know, yeah. interception that first year went to. I think Clark was offside. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yep. You know, we should have went then. But, you know, things happen. Uh, for Andy Reid is just great. The thing about Andy Reid, he just know how to – of course, everybody knows he know how to coach, but he knows how to adapt to this generation. Right. You know, everybody comes from a generation. Some people stuck in their ways. But you mm -hmm. got to learn how to adapt to these younger guys and this generation that's coming in, and everybody seems to like all the fun stuff he do, the confusion and and all that stuff. So exactly, if he get another one, he'll be up there with the Belichicks and and and, and all those guys. Uh, man, you know because man, he really would have been up there if he would have won with the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, oh mean, man, let me tell you something <laughs> that. That McNabb and Owens team yeah, when they, they played the Patriots in that in that Super Bowl, I was rooting for them, man. That was, I, I love, I loved, I loved how they played that year. They just ran into, you know, just ran, they ran into, into Tom Brady there. and them. <laughs> yeah, but so good segment. So uh, there, now, now you already know how we always say you got to take care of your home, your wins at home. That is one part of the success to get to the playoffs. The other part is you gotta you gotta you know capture wins on the road too. Um, I'm gonna start off, and again, right now we don't have the NFL schedule for those that are listening. Um, this is prior to the release of the NFL schedule, so I do know the away opponents, but I don't know the the um, as far as the order. But I'm gonna start off by first one that I saw off the board right away was Patriots. 
Now, you already know how the NFL does a Patriots-Chiefs. If it's in New England, it's a Sunday night. It's a Monday yep. night. It's probably a prime time, especially with Belichick. What do you see about that in terms of that matchup? Oh, two small coaches going at it. Game yeah. playing against each other, seeing what work, what not. Belichick likes to take away whatever Patrick Mahomes likes to do and make him beat him other ways. Right. So we we're gonna have to do that. And we if we play good defense and he don't get carried away and just take whatever Belichick gives him, we'll be fine. Okay. But if he tries to do too much, yeah, and our defense are not together, then it's gonna be a long game. Yeah, absolutely. I see that you guys go on the road, NFC North. I I don't know exactly the order as far as right now is concerned, but. I see you You go to Green Bay, play the uh, Packers. Not really sure where we're going to get with Jordan Love. We don't know exactly what's, you know, what's going to come with that package. We right. don't know exactly what they're going to look like. I do know that they got this wide receiver from the draft, Reed. You got to watch out for him. You know what I mean? So, so you, got, you, got a few, you got a few options that you, know, you never know with Green Bay. Um, and then also from the NFC North, Vikings. Uh, what what do you see from those two teams? And you already know if it's late in the year, you know I, it's you guys are a, you guys are a, a cold weather team anyway. You play in Kansas City, so it's cold. But what do you see that? Because again, Minnesota is more of in the dome. Green Bay, you already know the frozen tundra. If it is, let's say December, how do you right. guys get those type of wins on the road? Because those are important. Oh, non conference away games is pretty much what's going to get you tiebreaker over other teams. That's the only thing about being Super Bowl champions. You have a tough schedule. Green Bay yeah. bars them mainly because they got a good defense. Yeah. Uh, I'm not too worried about Jordan Love, to be honest. I, yeah. I think my main concern would be Aaron Jones. If, if I'm being honest about it, you know, right. we can stop him. And slow Jordan Love from running around, we'll be okay. Chicago is, is all Dustin Fields. You, you got to be able to stop him. That's like dealing with another Lamar Jackson running around. And he's accurate. And once he gets going, his confidence gets going, he's going to be hard to stop. So I, I kind of fear the Bears a little bit more than I do the Packers. But either game is tough. Cold right. Weather. On the road, it's tough. Yeah, and, I like that. Yeah. You know, we got to be healthy because if we banged up and stuff, you know, you just never know what could go wrong or get hurt. Exactly. If we, if we healthy, I think we can deal with, with it. But. Now, keeping the same theme, I know you guys you guys got a, a, a game in Germany against the Dolphins. And then, and then uh, same division, AFC East. You got to play at New York too against the Jets. Oh. So you know those two opponents is not only very important for the non the non division records, but also the AFC positioning. And then of course you know you got a game in Germany that is basically neutral to the point where you got to show up, and you're playing Mr. Tyreek Hill, Cheetah himself. So how do you see those playing out? Oh man, I, I seen a lot of beefing between well not beefing but chattering between Steed and Hill. Going yeah. back and forth on line. So Oh yeah. It looks like they both up to the task now. Hopefully Sneed he be sometimes having injuries, so hopefully he be healthy for that game. 
Uh, it should be a good game. It should be a real good game. And they set that Jets game up on purpose, so the Mahomes and, and yeah, and, uh, that's how they're playing it out. That's yeah, how they're promoting it. Like, yeah. Oh man, the Jets are all right. They was good last year. They only thing they needed was a quarterback. So, oh man, we we just got to see. It's gonna be tough. yeah. We got to see. And, and then uh, the running back the Jets had, he got hurt. But oh he yeah, yeah. yeah. Year, he was on a roll, and you know, so he should be coming back this sometime this year. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, um, uh, the running back from Iowa State, Iowa State um, Bryce. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember yeah, his yeah, name, yeah. but yeah, yeah, he got hurt. They, exactly, they would have probably picked up a few more wins because he was doing oh, very yeah. well. Oh, Actually, I had him on my on my fantasy team. Yeah. Um, the way. other game that, that actually is an interest for me is you guys actually travel to Jacksonville this year. And that might, honestly, I think that might be a preview of a wild card game. It, uh, assuming that you guys don't get the one, number one seed, which, right. I mean, again, give or take, you got, you know, you got a few guys there, a few teams, Baltimore, um, right. Bengals, you know, uh, see how that plays out. Jets, you know, we don't know. Uh, you know, those type of teams, because, uh, you know, the, the AFC South is going to be all based on who's going to outlast the other team. So the Jaguars can be one of those teams that outlast the Titans, the Colts, oh, yeah. which are probably going to be better. Texans defense looks pretty good now, obviously. We, we'll right. see what they do with C.J. Stroud. But how do you see you guys um, in terms of that rematch? Because, you know, you know, the Jaguars, when they're when they're walking off that field, they're turning around. Trevor Lawrence is looking back like, okay, you you had us this time. Right. But I'm going to remember that red and white. (laughs) Yeah, that's another matchup in itself. And I think with the Jaguars, they're a young group. Mm -hmm. So by them seeing that, they they are hungry. Yeah. They're going to be – and Doug Peterson going to, you know, coming from the Andy Ring tree, he's going to know how to readjust to what happened in that last – Exactly. And so, whew, like I said, we got a tough schedule. That's going to be a tough game. Uh, depending, I don't know. Like you said, we don't know. Yeah, we don't. We don't know that as of like yet. Much. But, but again, for me, if you got, if you're going to tell me eight opponents and you kind of line these up: Patriots, Jets, Jaguars, Vikings, Packers, Dolphins. I'm looking at it like, okay, of all of those, how many of those can you say, oh, that's an easy win besides maybe Packers where we don't know? The right. other ones, I mean, you, you just never know. Right. It you could easily be a win. It could easily be, be a blowout that you blow them out. Right. But, again, that's what, that's what I think, you know, for where I'm seeing everything going, I think, again, just kind of like what I was saying last year, even though the Eagles were a great story, even though they had all of the whole, you know, media about Jalen Hurts and everything going on, the the champion came out of the AFC, you know, and, you know, where everybody saw it. Well, why did they come out of the AFC? Well, they ended up beating the Bengals in the AFC championship. Eagles got the Niners when they were wounded. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't want to take anything away from Philadelphia because they, they deserve all the credit for getting there. But again... I think it, I think in the AFC is more of a conversation of well I could I could literally tell you about six teams and they could sit here and be like I wouldn't be surprised if they get there at least right. in the Super Bowl 
Yeah. In the NFC this year, again, I, I I might be looking at maybe three that I can say I'll right, put a check mark. Right, right, right. You know, in the AFC, Buffalo. You know, like you said, Cincinnati. Exactly, Buffalo. I forgot about Buffalo. It's I always forget a, about Buffalo. Uh, surprising team. Somebody's going to surprise. I yep. don't know who it's going to be, but it's going to be. It's going to be the Raiders, man. <laughs> you know, I, they could be. It could uh, be. It's going to be a team. Nobody except the regular fans that like right. the team, they're going to come out of nowhere. I think Detroit is going to be a lot better. I, I really like what Detroit did. Um Besides, obviously, the uh, controversial pick with Gibbs as far as why did they get him? Well, it made sense because they obviously traded DeAndre Swift to the Eagles. Um, but but this this kid is unbelievable. I, I You know, we watched him a few times together. Uh, the speed. So we, I was actually watching a highlight. I want to tell you uh, what he reminds me of. I, I don't, I don't want to say the player. There was a play in the L.A. Coliseum, Bo Jackson. It was a handoff on the five-yard line, right? And it was against the Bengals, the old-school Bengals. Yep. And he broke on the left-hand side, and he got to the edge so fast right. that he hit this gear that he wasn't – it wasn't like he was going to second gear, third gear, fourth gear. No, he was already first to fourth, and he was right. gone. He was gone. And that's what I'm saying. This kid's speed from what I've seen in, in, in college – again, I don't want to give him too much because i got to see him play a, a game first. Gibbs – has that ability as far as what I've seen in college, he has that acceleration. Absolutely. You're absolutely correct. You know, I would like to see a game, but for what I seen on film in college, that was a good pick by them. Yeah. You couldn't go wrong with it. You Can't know, go wrong. Exactly. Backfield, like you said, one speed and he gone. Right. Well, I saved the best for last, man, because I, I, I'm, a, I'm just going to sit back. I want to hear you talk because it seems like AFC right now, with all due respect to Buffalo Bills, I know I forgot you in the conversation earlier, prove to me that I'm wrong, but AFC is either going through Cincinnati or Kansas City right now. So New Year's Eve, last day of the 2023 year, Cincinnati Bengals in Kansas City. What do you like, man? Because there we go. Here's another round. Oh, right man. before the playoffs, too. Woo! Man, we're we going to dust them all, man. <laughs> we, we have to. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think we was – we got to have that same mentality we had when we played them in the playoffs because we was mad the year before. Because yeah. we knew we should have beat them, but a few mistakes we lost. So they're going to come back mad. So we got to come back with that same hunger, that same drive. Yeah, I think I know we'll be okay, especially being at home. We can be okay, you know. So I like that. Uh, I like that. Just keep our feet okay. crossed, <laughs> especially on health. Healthy is the key. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm gonna end it off like this, man. First of all, cheers, man. Appreciate oh, you being on the show. Cheers to D. <laughs> Thomas, everybody. Um, and I and again, uh, stay tuned for the September show. I'm up, I'm bringing him back on. We're gonna talk about. The schedule breakdown and predictions as far as what he sees. I'm not gonna put the man on the spot right now. I'm not gonna ask him. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little bit. I'm gonna tease you a little bit. Here's my question to you, and I'm gonna leave it at this. To get to the Super Bowl, I'm only talking Super Bowl, okay? I'm not talking repeat, but get to the Super Bowl. Okay. What percentage do you give him? Zero through one hundred. Oh, uh. 
With the schedule we got, oh man, I would say right now I would say eighty-five percent. Okay, eighty-five uh, percent. That's that's we, pretty good. Stay healthy. We we definitely got to have our quarterback because he was banged up in the playoffs. Unbelievable. I don't know how he. We can't have that in the regular season, you know, because he will sit out and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm kind of interested in who's going to. We know the backup behind it going to do, you know. Yeah. We were so used to, you know, hitting coming in and doing this thing. But, so, everything is new. So, hopefully we won't have to use the backup. But Absolutely. All right, folks, you I, I heard it here, 85%. Right now. 85%. <laughs> and I just want to let everybody know this recording was done in May. And all I'm going to say is, as of right now, the lines haven't changed. Kansas City Chiefs are still the favorite to win the 2024 Super Bowl. So you're still number one. We're going we're gonna, to, you know, in September, we're going to go over that line as well, and we'll okay. break it down. But for now, man, appreciate you. Bonding over beers. You, Shout out to D-, D. Thomas. Everybody check him out. His Instagram. Man is making funny TikToks. <laughs> one of the realest I've ever met. Shout out Baltimore, the entire family. You already know. You already uh, and know. I'm going to I'm going to tease you guys. There's somebody in this man's family that will be on the show later and I guarantee you you're going to flip your lid. Especially flip. if you are a active college football fan and a NFL fan, you know this man as soon as I tell you his name. I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and give that let that linger. Shout out, appreciate go. it, man. Always we'll be right a back. Pleasure, Welcome back to the show. Sporting Crashers podcast, Eric Martinez. Up next on the Bonding Over Beers segment, you got my boy or them boys representative. We're over here in Dallas, Texas, so why not have one of the biggest Dallas Cowboys fans that I know, Joseph Hernandez. Appreciate you being on the show, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. I know at this time right now, we just got done with the draft. We got done with free agency. So, you know, we're going to talk a little Cowboys football and uh, expectations for the year. Listen, man, can't go after Jerry Jones. That's that's a topic that you know it can go back and forth. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start it off because one question I had is, what do you think status wise for Mike McCarthy? What, what, what do you think's the level as far as what he needs to accomplish to be deemed a successful season? Oh man, he needs he needs a whole lot to go his way. You know, I think Coach McCarthy has done a good job getting us into the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, going 13 and five, 13, five back to back. Uh, but now he's doing the play calling. So this year is going to be kind of, he's going to be kind of tested. You know, I don't think his job will be on the line just, just as yet. I think he will still have a couple of more years to go, but I think this is, this year is going to have to be big to him. So he got to prove for what he got. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I read a stat the other day that kind of took me by surprise. Since 2021, no other team has scored more points per game than the Dallas Cowboys. So the firepower in terms of scoring per game is there. Now, you know, we can kind of turn our attention to Dak Prescott in terms of how do you see everything kind of working out as far as restructuring maybe the offensive line, getting him a few key weapons. What What do you see as far as Dak is concerned? You know, I think Dax is going to have to, that's going to have to take focus on taking care of the ball. You know, mm-hmm. he, you mm-hmm. know, he threw so many interceptions. 
19 interceptions last year. I think that he needs to hopefully go into this offseason and work more on fixing that. And uh, no telling, man, no telling how this front line is going to work. Uh, no telling how these wide receivers are going to work out. But, you know, he, he's a guy that could turn it on, but also is a guy that, that if he can't turn it on, he can't turn it on. You're so right. there's a lot of pressure going on to him going on uh, that's going to be on of this year too as well but I think with the with the pieces we got that we put together I think we'll be just fine you know but we just got to wait and see what happens yeah I had uh, the pleasure of uh, covering one of his events the Beacon of Hope um, event in uh, Dallas Texas at the Omni got a chance to kind of listen to his story and everything that he kind of went through in 2020 yeah um, and just uh, everything that he's been through and and being an advocate of uh, mental health so even though I'm not a Dallas Cowboys fan, I can definitely always say that I am a Dak Prescott fan. So hopefully, you know, in terms of success, it 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 shows that, you know, a, a good person deserves, you know, to be where he needs to be in terms of at least giving the hope for the Dallas Cowboys fans to get farther than you guys have gotten the last two uh, years. Let me ask you a question real quick. I know I'm going to kind of slide off of what we were talking about before, but Last two years, eliminated by the Niners. What's it, what's it about the <laughs> Niners' play style that, you know, I, again, I don't want to bring it up, but what's it about that team? Because let me tell you the truth. If the Cowboys are going to get to the promised land or at least to the NFC Championship, we already know in the division, the Eagles, but the Niners right there are that team in the NFC that, what's it about them that it's really hurting you guys? Man, I'll tell you what, man. It was like reverse. Well, the first time we played them was those crazy penalties. Oh, you yeah. Know? And that we could just couldn't stop them. You know, they, they, it was just too much. And, uh, you know, so that's, you know, we, we beat ourselves in that game. And then the second time we played them, same thing. We just couldn't score on them, but we held them. You know, mm-hmm. but if you look at what we did in the draft, right. you know, we, we, the way they went defense and picking up the first round pick and Mozzie. Smith, mm-hmm. I mean, yep. I mean, getting guys that could like you know were predicated our draft to playing these guys like the Niners, Philly, Detroit. Yep. So, you man, some reason I don't know what it is about the Niners, man. <laughs> it's really, really, really tough talking about that, but mm-hmm. I do think next year we'll, we'll get them. Completely understand, absolutely. That's that's one thing you know when I see as far as and I look at the Niners. Um, four years now, I mean, you can go back to the candlestick, uh, when they were playing that candlestick part and they made that run to the Super Bowl against the Ravens, they always had a physical team, right? Defensively, you know what I mean? You, you, you got the Patrick Willis, you got, you know, uh, so many players that they had that were just completely Navarro Bowman. I mean, physically they, 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 there wasn't too many teams that were, um, you know, as far as being able to just flat out run all over them. So I think Mozzie Smith. Great pickup. Um, I kind of want to ask you a question on this because I, I was kind of reading a few things at the draft. You pick up Mozzie Smith. What do you do with Micah Parsons? Do you still keep him at the outside line, or do you, you know, do you do you get greedy and say, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw him on the defensive end, more of a more of an edge rusher uh, off the side." I mean, I mean, he's a he's a switchblade, so you know what I'm saying. He could do Swiss Army knife. He could do pretty much anything. So, well, how do you see fit with that? Um, now that you got a, a run stopper? Man, that's a good question. I think that, you know, 
he's going to have to play. I think you do put him on the uh, on the line still. And the fact that he added more muscle to this, on this yeah. offseason, I yeah. think that's what he did this year because he knew he wanted he's going to play inside the line. I think I think now that with the pressure he puts on and with uh, Amazi Smith coming in and stopping the run, I think that it's going to be a um, it's going to be really fun seeing these guys on the field because I think they we ain't going to get gashed like we always yep. do. Teams always find a way to run the ball and punch us in our gut, and um, man, it just it just gets annoying, you know, especially in towards the end of the season. So I think you put them on the line. And you make that line more destructive than what it is. So we'll see what happens. All right. So, yeah, want to keep uh, – I want to ask a question on still staying on the defensive side of the ball. Cornerbacks now, pretty good depth. You know, you guys make that trade for Stephon Gilmore. Uh, still got digs. Uh, you know, uh, you guys lose out on Anthony Brown. I know he leaves. Um, in terms of what do you see, how do you see them matching up? Because there are some pretty good wide receivers in the NFC East. Um, you know, so how do you see that matching up? And again, you know, as far as the depth that you guys might need to, uh, to lock down a few of those wide receivers. Man, I think we got the right guys to lock down these wide receivers, man. I think that, um, it's compared to last year, instead of us, um, uh, jumping to this guy, this guy, and this mm -hmm. guy, I think we, we have the right pieces, you know, Dan Quinn's coming mm -hmm. back. He, you know, he was always, he was good at figuring things out. Um, I'm glad we got Stephon Gilmore. It's going to be a big yeah. help. But uh, another guy that that nobody doesn't uh, recognize was uh, Israel Kwame. Yep, you know mm -hmm. that guy. Yeah, that guy was pretty good, and he was really solid. So with that, with him, hopefully we'll put him uh, to cover the slot, and um, you know have Stephon and and Diggs, and you know I think Diggs Diggs is good, and he didn't have a that. 11 interception season but um i think at times i think this year is going to be a good year for him too like you know i know that he was he had some misses and you know tackling issues but i think uh he's a good corner yeah. and um and he's gonna have to he's gonna have to step up because these wide receivers coming in man they're just small faster bigger yep. you know and sometimes he could get burned sometimes he can miss a tackle you know and um but I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure that we're going to be more in better shape than we were last year. So I'm excited to see, see what's going to happen. It's going to be a good matchups. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think uh, as far as at least the secondary, going to definitely be um, a lot more in depth. Uh, the depth chart, uh, man. Let, let's let's quit this shit, man. Let, let's let's see. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you this question, man, because I know as soon as this happened, I was like, I got to get your opinion. Kellen Moore goes to the San, uh, right. LA Chargers. I'm always used to calling them San Diego Chargers, but um, me too. You know, Mike McCarthy obviously is going to take over more of a, of the play calling. You still have uh, Brian Schott Schottenheimer still there. That you know is going to be that analyst and and um, advisor. You know, what do you see with the offense this year? I mean, you know, uh, Dalton Schultz leaves, but you guys draft the rookie uh, uh, Schoonmaker from Michigan. You guys got a few, you know, few good tools, and then you make that trade from Brandon Cooks, man. What do you, what do you see? What do you like? <laughs> well, it's going to be interesting to see what Mike McCarthy calls on that, mm -hmm. man. You know, high, high, um, 
you know, offensive power. Dad's going to be slinging it. I know Kellen, man. Kellen must look at it like it was Madden or something, you know, having, oh, I got Dak, I got right. Zeke, you know. But um, I don't know what to expect this year. I think I think that um, Mike McCarthy is going to, it's going to air it out more, yep. you know, and that, you know, and I think he's going to, you know, we're going to, you're going to see Dak throw more and more uh, passing yards than the handoff. Mm-hmm. And um, it's going to have a different style to it. Uh, Scheinheimer, I don't really know what to expect from yeah. him. I really don't know what I'm going to get out of him, but I'm looking forward to seeing what he got. So it can't be as bad as Kellen. You know, and not to say Kellen's a good right. head, uh, It just didn't fit. But it didn't fit. Over time, it, it just, just didn't yep, fit. I agree, 100%. No, no, it just didn't fit. And then, um, you know, but I kudos to Kellen. But we'll see what uh, we'll see what this, uh, we'll see what they're going to do this year. But I do think Mike McCarthy is, we're going to be having to air out the ball a little bit more. But I think, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Because last time we did that, we all know what happened to Dad, yeah. you know. Yeah, So Exactly. Uh, who's your most impactful from the draft? Who you like of all those guys that can come right away, game one, you know, given that chance? Man, oh, man, I like several of them, man. I'm just going to go with my boy, Mozzie mm-hmm. Smith, man. Yeah, I know he's going to be ready to get plugged going to get a lot of playing time. And be yeah. ready. Oh, yeah, he's going to be able to stop that right. run. You know, the Cowboys haven't really drafted a guy like him, mm-hmm. you know, since I, I can't remember, but – um. It's finally about time that they went this route, you know. Mm-hmm. But I am, I am excited. I'm also excited about my boy from Texas, Overshawn. Overshawn, you know? yep. That guy, yep. yep. That guy can inside linebacker. He could come in and sack the quarterback if he needs to. You know, he could cover good, and he has that speed and power. So, you know, but I, like I said, I think this draft was predicated towards hanging with these offense, yeah. the Niners, the Eagles, yep. the Lions. You know, got to. You're gonna run into these guys. Yeah, agreed. Hundred percent. So let me ask you a question. Typically, you've seen more of a balanced attack. With obviously, we had you know you guys had Zeke Ezekiel Elliott. So let's say he's out of the picture. Um, obviously, we don't know exactly what's happening with that right now. But Tony Pollard, the feature back, gets the franchise tag. You know, you bring in uh, Jones uh, uh, from the Chiefs, right? And then you draft uh, Deuce Vaughn. So all of a sudden, you know, from Kansas State. So all of a sudden. You guys convert from you already knowing that Zeke is going to get the majority of carries. How do you how do you see the uh, the running scheme schematic? Is it by association or by committee, or are you saying Pollard gets the most, and then we'll see how it kind of goes with the other two, fight out for who gets more touches? Uh, I got I got a feeling Pollard's going to get more touches, mm-hmm. and then it's going to go from it's going to be either. Uh, the other two running backs, you know, either Deuce Vaughn or, you know, the guy from the Chiefs. I think it's going to have to come down, you know, but I think majority of it is going to be uh, Pollard, you know. Yep. And But you never know what I'm going to get out of Pollard because Pollard, you know, broke his leg last right. season. So we don't we don't know. But, you know, the only thing that that also concerns me about the running back position is, is that, you know, Zeke was able to pick up those That's blitz. Right. You know, and that's the that's only an underrated thing that, part of his gonna, game, bro. That's what really well said. Yeah, he does. He, he's been doing that yeah. since Ohio State. He know he's very good at knowing where to block. That's true. Yes, and he knows how to take take him down. And man, he knows how to pick up a blitz. He can pick up a blitz. Yep. You know, but um, I just feel like Pollard's going to get the majority of these touches. I think he's 
you know, and and if they do, if he splits them, I think it might just be Vaughn. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be he's gonna split them with Vaughn because Vaughn has that speed, yeah, and breakout speed. And but you know, you never know. You know, we'll see what happens. He's uh, see how they're gonna utilize these guys. He's a really well. I wouldn't even say underrated anymore. I'd say during the season when they would talk about Deuce Vaughn, um, Kirk Herbstreet. Shout out to Herbie. He he made a very good comment about Deuce Vaughn. He's very underrated catching out of the backfield. Yes. And one thing he said oh, yeah. is his his level of concentration of where he puts his hands, wherever he puts them, he'll catch that ball. If it's high, middle, or low. And the crazy oh, yeah. part is he doesn't really change gears. He'll do that running 100 <laughs> miles per hour. He still has the concentration. So um, really cool story. Uh, really like the fact that, you know, he got a chance to to – basically be a part of his family's team. So, you know, um, getting that opportunity, I think is going to be great for him. I think you guys got a, a special team for me, most impactful only because I know yeah. what's, I know what Mozzie Smith is going to be able to do. That's going to be more of, let's see how the defense reacts. But in terms of if given the chance, special teams to the house, kick returns, punt returns, things Deuce Vaughn definitely is that guy. Oh yeah, no doubt. You know, I said that to myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I think I think he'll get some touches, but I think he's going to see more action. To me, now that you say that, I think he's going to see more action on the uh, special yeah. teams. You know, kick returning. You know, he's going to be a traits. Yeah. You know, a jack of all traits. Exactly. So, you know, I can't wait to see this kid play, man. He's fast and speed. Yeah. He can catch the ball out of space. He can beat you. And But I think overall, man, he's a good – he's going to be a great, uh, you know – switchblade for us exactly. you know but i do feel like he's gonna be a special team it's guy, a good fit for you, know? you guys i, I think that i, I oh, think yeah. drafting him is a is it, it kind of marks a lot of the boxes checks a lot of the boxes of guys that you were looking for that can fit that mold and i mean you know you you got you know more than anybody when you guys get those little third and fourth and and everybody's coming and you know dak <laughs> needs that that safety blanket hey why not to go to him uh it, exactly. interested in hearing who do you who do you who are you? I don't want to say scared of, but who's your most concerned of the three teams right now in the NFC East? <laughs> I think <clears throat> I think it's Philly, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, I don't think it's Philly. It's it has to be Philly. Philly. You know, yeah. you see what they drafted and what they did in the draft. Yeah. You know that they, they I put we play them twice a year. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, these guys, I mean, they're they're always tough to beat, man. Especially now where they are now. I mean, they, they did – for the last couple of years, they have built a very good football team. And, uh, you know, good, good kudos to them. You know, them guys, they made it all the way, and they beat the Niners like it was nothing. So – but, you know, I, I, you know, and another team that really, really – that I'm really concerned about, you know, besides the Eagles is Detroit. Right. I think Detroit's going to have a good I season. Think so too. Something about Detroit is mm-hmm. just kind of like Leary. Like there's going to be that that annoying team that ain't going to go away that easy, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know we'll we'll see what happens and see how that pans out. But yeah, I think most concern is is Philly, you know. So and plus I can't stand Philly. So. Yeah, <laughs> I've been at war I mean, since I, I was yeah. since I was little, man. No, I hear war you. Continues on. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 going to be the key matchup. Um, also, I got a lot of friends and family that are in New York, so be careful of those big blue New York Giants. My only concern with no, the Giants no is over there. I'm not exactly sure 
if they if they can have the type of season where they had last year. Now they were good. Can they show me that they can continue to develop on the offensive side of the ball? They've gotten some good key pieces, but defensively, that's where they lack sometimes. You know, they're so they're so close in the game. Late in the third, they go like three touchdowns unanswered. I'm like, well, what's going on? You're trying to be taken seriously. What's going on? <laughs> I think I think the Giants are gambling off of a Daniel Jones mm-hmm. uh, two, uh, 2020, uh, 2022 season. Right. You know, they paid him a good, you know, you know, I think he got a contract. Got a big contract. You, know, you got good, a lot of money. Good amount, good mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I'm like thinking to myself, is he really going to be that? But he has gotten better. Yeah. Um, but I just don't see Big Blue there just yet. I see them, you know, I see them being a a, a good a, a good playoff team. I sure. mean, they could be in a playoff right. run. But I just don't see them being there yet. I think they took a gamble on Daniel Jones mm-hmm. um, because what he did this last season, he did pretty good and solid. But nothing – Nothing. I feel like you know, Big Blue's a threat, right? You know, so and I know we open we open up the first season against them. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, it could go either way. You know, we just wait and see. I think they did good. Saquon is pretty good. You know, still he haven't lost his step. Injuries preventing him from being on the field the majority of the time. Exactly. You know, the wide receivers. I don't know what to expect from them, but I just know that you know we're, we'll be ready. Yeah. They got uh week one. They got my boy Darren Waller, so you you got to be careful with him. Now his problem is durability. Yeah. Can he stay healthy? If he if he does, yeah. I mean, let me tell you, as a former Raider and somebody that I really admired for the last few years, how he came out of nowhere quietly. I I want to see him succeed. I don't know if he's going to be able to stay on the field for all of the games. So that's that's my only concern because. That was the uh, tight end, right, mm-hmm. for y'all guys? That was the yeah. Tight end. yeah. I remember he killed the Cowboys yep. last time. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> yeah. So he so he got traded, and then we picked up Michael Mayer, the rookie from Notre Dame, because we let uh, Foster Moreau go because he was going through the uh, the treatment for leukemia. So I'm not so sure about my Raiders, man. I'm as much as I'm positive. I got to see how Jimmy G kind of develops, but. It's also, I keep on telling everybody, we haven't really seen Jimmy G since the, the NFC Championship game a few years ago. You know what I mean? So, Man, I, and I feel like y'all got, Jimmy G still has it, man. I like that guy, he can still sling it and pick apart a good defense. So, I mean, I won't count Jimmy G out, man. I think y'all guys got a good Oh No, exactly. I'm definitely giving Jimmy him a chance. G, so. I mean, I've given Derek Carr a lot of chances. So, and shout out to DC. Go ahead and do your thing oh, yeah. in New Orleans. But <laughs> I gave DC a lot of time, and you know, with all due respect, I yeah. I, I do think uh, Derek Carr is a, a great man. Didn't like the, the the way that the Raiders did it and handled the situation, but wish him nothing but the best. Um, so let me let me just kind of go over a few opponents on the road because you know. You got to take care of the games at home. That's no doubt about it. You want to make playoffs and get yeah. top seed, got to take care of it. But here's a few of your away opponents. So one of them, you go to Arizona, Cardinals. Okay, you never really know, but they they yeah. got a little bit better defensively. I just don't think that they have what it takes. Um, the one I really want to see, and I'm, I'm, you know, uh, shout, uh, our listeners, subscribers that are listening to right now, we are actually discussing this before the NFL schedule does drop. So make sure that you understand. We don't know the order that the Dallas Cowboys are going to play these teams, 
but they are going to play in Buffalo against the Bills. That one I can definitely see as a Sunday night, oh. early Sunday morning game, that afternoon kickoff game. You never really know. Yeah. Oh, man, I, I hope this isn't like an early, uh, early, early in the, like, early in the like season, uh, September. Or, yeah, early in the season, like a, like a. Yeah, uh, don't be there in December. You know, maybe October. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be a tough, that's, that's a tough place to play at, mm-hmm. man, especially the football team they got. Um, I think last time in Buffalo, Tony Romo managed to pull something out of his ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game remember us. that. I remember that. It was a that. weird game. We we should have lost that game. I remember it was that. A bizarre game, and I still remember that game. But yeah, that's that's not going to be an easy yeah. uh, easy road road game right there for us. You know, especially going against the AFC East. True. That's going to be a tough tough division. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be exciting, man. As long as we ain't there in late December. You know? Exactly. So the next two, I'm kind of interested in seeing how it plays out. But one of them, you go to Carolina, play the Panthers. Depending on what happens with Bryce Young, um, obviously it looks like he's probably gonna be the starter. But then you got to go again. I, I don't know with what particular order you got to play in L.A. against the Chargers. Those are two tough teams. Those are two uh ascending teams i mean chargers were in the playoffs they had that debacle against the jaguars now that they got jackson healthy locked down corner i think that's that's last time you guys were there you beat them though so you know what i mean yeah and it's man playing against the rams is is tough man Mm -hmm. um we got i mean playing against the Rams are always tough, you know, right. and you don't know what I'm going to get. You know, you don't know what you're going to get playing against those guys. Those guys are tough. Uh, but, you know, the, the corner that I see that, you know, that you're talking about is, um, you know, it's, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. I really can't say what's, what's going to happen when we play those guys, but I just know that it's, it's going to be a good game when we play them, you know. So we'll just have to wait and see. That's going to take us. Yeah, you're, I mean, your strength of schedule is pretty hard, man, because the next ones that I see, you guys got to play Dolphins in Miami, and then you got to play Niners in San Francisco. I mean, that that's a pretty tough nine-road game. I mean, of those, I can see, I can see like, guaranteed you're going to win. I hate saying guarantees, but I think you're going to pull <laughs> it off against the Cardinals, and I'm almost certain your defense is going to somehow shut down the Panthers. Now, the other ones, hit or miss. Yeah, it's always a hit and miss, and you don't know who's going to get hot and towards the end of the, the end of the schedule and who's not, you know. So, you know, I know we got the Niners on the Sunday night. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that game. I'll be ready for that that's game. That's going to be a good one. And um, that's going to be a good one. And, um, you know, I want to see, you know, the Cowboys beat the Jets, and not only the Jets, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. So that's one team. One, we can't beat the Jets, and we can't beat Aaron Rodgers. So hopefully – Killed two birds with one stone with the Jets and Aaron. Um, but, yeah, man, this schedule is not going to be easy, man. It's, it's not going to be yeah, easy. It's difficult. It's going to be a headache, but it's going to be fun, though, man. And um, I am just just can't wait to see how it's all going to pan out at the end. So, I'll see. That's what hoping I'm banking on Mike McCarthy and Dak and, and all these schemes that they're going to put together. Hopefully, it all comes together at the end and get us into the tournament. So perfect, man. See what happens? Yeah. Well, look, bro. I appreciate you being on the show, man. Bonding over beers. 
want our listeners to know we are about to bring back the, the Brotherhood. They're about to be back in September for the season preview. We're going to break down the season. We're going to break down the teams, how they look after training camp, right before kickoff. And at that time, we're going to make our predictions for records and playoffs. Right now, I'm going to throw at something at you right before you go. Um, shout out to D. Thomas. He actually was on the show uh, before uh, talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. So I threw, I threw him a little curveball. I'm going to throw you one in regards to the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. Okay, Dak Prescott has a playoff record of two and four. Okay, Six games he's played, he's won two. This year, how many wins in the playoffs do you see him reaching? Zero, one, two, three. Ooh. I mean, hey. And this is before we obviously know, but you know, sometimes you just gotta go with that gut. What you thinking? You saying in the playoffs, a playoff game? How many like how many playoffs? Basically, games? how many playoff games is he gonna win this year? Ooh, man. You know what, man? That AFC game, you know, I mean the the AFC game, the NFC East mm-hmm. champion. I'm stumbling my words. The NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's depending on where they're at. I'm just going to go three. Okay. I'm going to go three. Okay. You know, my, and I'm going to do this. You know, my prediction is all the Cowboys fans wants to go to the Super Bowl. Sure. I understand that, but, you know, I just want to get to the NFC East, I mean, the NFC, the NFC Championship okay. game. And if we could do that, man, that give me some confidence. So I'm just going to roll with three. Okay. You know, all right. Everybody, listen here. Listeners, subscribers, Joseph Hernandez, big damn boys fans. He's going with three wins for Dak Prescott and the Cowboys this year. I'm going to tell you right now, right before I go in this segment, I do have a new NFC East champion. I'm not going to reveal it until September, but I will say this. Don't hate me, Philadelphia. Don't hate me. But I'm going based off of history and i'm going based off of records and i'm going based off of what i see does not mean that the eagles will not make the playoffs it does not mean that eagles might not have a chance to win the super bowl i am going to leave you on a cliffhanger so we'll tune in next time in september when we kind of go over all that but for now appreciate you joseph thanks for coming up on the show man really appreciate you shout out good luck on the season absolutely we'll talk soon stay tuned we'll be right back Listeners, welcome back. It's your boy Eric Martinez, host of the Sporting Crashers podcast with the Bonding Over Beer section. And here is my cost, my cousin from Boston, Kyle Barber, representing the New England Patriots. <laughs> What's going on, man? Pleasure to have you on the show. Oh, uh, not much, not much. It's a pleasure to be on this show, man. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, man. So, I, you know, I want to kind of get right into it. A little bit of the uh, recap of the draft and a little bit of the uh, free agency that you guys got going. But first and foremost, before we talk about any of that, what's your expectation of your of your defense? Because I know you guys went pretty heavy on defense. Five five defense uh, defensemen um, picked, and then of course you went Huge. you went line mostly too with the with the uh, the draft. What what are you looking at in terms of the yep. free agency that you guys bolstered with the Patriots? Well, man, we we definitely needed it. Uh, looking at you know our division this year mm-hmm. alone, huge, huge division. Um, I mean, we ranked eight last year. I, our biggest problem through like the first nine games was stopping the run. That was our biggest problem, letting up 
I think to a total one one game, I think we let up 190 yards yeah. rushing, which is we can't have that in the NFL. Uh, so I think it was a great approach in the draft. Definitely Christian Gonzalez. I I personally feel uh, you know a little biased, obviously, sure. but I feel like that was the steal of the draft. Uh, you know, we had uh, Miles Bryant back there last year. Um, and man, he was he was horrible. I wish I. That was one of the signings this year on the defense that I personally was like, what the heck are we mm-hmm. doing? Why are we bringing this man back? He got toasted. So we needed a player like Christian Gonzalez that could fill J.C. Jackson's foot, you know, his mm-hmm. position. We, we didn't have that tall cornerback in the back. We didn't have that man that, you know, could shut down a number one receiver. Uh, you know, we expected a lot out of our rookies last year on the, on the edge as well. Um, so... I think that was a huge pickup. Uh, you know, Keon White, another mm-hmm. edge rusher. We are a, Our defensive line yeah. is already looking very stacked. Um, a big thing in the NFL, obviously, is having depth. You know, being able to rotate players yeah. in and out. You know, you shouldn't have your players out there playing Too 80, long. 90% exactly. of the snaps. It's just not going to happen. You know, you need stamina. So I think our defense is going to be looking good. Like I said, man, we were ranked eighth last year. We had 14 interceptions, a plus seven turnover differential. With our struggles on offense, we still ended in the positive. Um, you know, Jack Jones, we need him to stay healthy and stay out of trouble. I, don't, I never really got into everything that happened to him and our old yeah. punter, uh, how he ended up getting suspended and whatnot. So um, that was a big thing with drafting him. That's why he fell last draft was uh, – you know, because of his yeah, discipline no, issues and coming to the Patriots, mm-hmm. you know how that works. So yep. I'm feeling pretty good about our defense, okay. man. You know, it's just that middle that we really need to uh, focus on. Well, you know, the reason I ask about the defense, because I want to get your opinion before we get into Mac Jones, but I want to get your opinion on what your division did in terms of newcomer signings and things like that, offensively and defensively. How do you see that AFC East? Man, that AFC East is mm-hmm. stacked. I mean... Just alone. I mean, just alone, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I'll, I'll go into that a yeah. little later. Um, that's huge for the Jets. You saw how the Jets drafted last year. Uh, they, looked, they looked good last year. I mean, we know how to play the Jets. That's though. true. Bill Belichick, he's got the Jets down to a T. I mean, look what we did to him last year. And also, it comes into play that we picked off, you know. Uh, man, I can't even think of his name. He's in the past. Wilson? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. A little blonde here, boy. Uh, you know, we picked him off like four times one game, played great defense, mm-hmm. just knew what they were going to do. But Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, you know. Josh Allen is Josh Allen. <laughs> Tua, you know, hopefully Tua can recover from his injuries last year. It's going to be a strong division, man. Uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen, to be honest. Yeah, you so. know, it's funny. We uh, When I was looking at a lot of the primetime games for the schedule, by the way, listeners that are uh, listening here, I got Barber on. Uh, Kyle Barber represent New England Patriots. This recording at this uh, time, we actually got the NFL schedule out. So the past two recordings, yep. it was just the opponents for teams. So we'll break down a little bit of the schedule a little bit later. But um, the teams that I've been watching that are a lot of primetime games, a lot of them are AFC either division uh, games or one of the division mm-hmm. team is playing another major team. So I think you guys got a lot of primetime games this year. Yeah, we got a couple. Um, Jets definitely picked up a lot. Yeah. People are really uh, looking at the Jets this yeah. year. So that'll be exciting to see. You know, I mean, the Jets are going to Jets, though, at the end of the day. So All right. I'm I like it. I'm hoping on that. I like it. <laughs> we're, we're in Mayo, and we're already of talking course, about it. Let's do course. it. 
Uh, so real quick, man, thoughts yep. on uh, what what does Mac Jones need to do to have that breakout year? You know, that breakout year, that verbiage you already know. People always say, well, what does a breakout year mean? What are you expecting as far as yep. how does he how does he reach that or what does he need to do? Well, you know, it first starts looking comfortable now. He looks so off last year. And, you know, he has, you know, he has his valid excuses. Matt Patricia does not belong running an offense. Absolutely he, not. He's a great defensive coordinator, sure. you know, but just throw him out first year with a second-year quarterback. You know, he made the playoffs first year, had a good year, didn't do anything special, didn't do anything that could cost games. Uh, last year, man, he did not look like he was comfortable at all. His decision-making was all over the place. He was making terrible decisions at the absolute worst times possible. Uh, blown games, thrown interceptions. You know, obviously that injury didn't help versus the Ravens. Uh, this year is huge for him. Uh, what he needs to show is leadership, obviously, showing that he can command yep. the field, command the offense, um, and just looking like he belongs there. You know, not looking so confused, not looking uncomfortable, not – you know, standing in the pocket and freaking out and, you know, throwing it away, making horrible decisions. So this is a huge year for Mac Jones. Yeah. Uh, you know, just like any player, third year, definitely if you struggled your second year, first year, you know, made the playoffs, good year, got routed first round by the Bills. So, you know, people forget we made right. the playoffs. But this is going to come down to, this is going to be a make or break year for him to show if he belongs in the yeah. league. No, absolutely. As a starter. Absolutely. So. I agree with you. Uh, I'm going to yeah. segment off that. Actually, that's a, that's a good way to, uh, to, to go to the next question. So in the draft, one of my sleepers the entire time that I saw before the draft even started, late in the fifth, six rounds, you know, you start kind of looking who's a, who's a value pick that you guys can get. And I always said that yep. if you get a wide receiver that's been battle tested, usually that plays at, in the SEC. You're going to get somebody that's ready to play big time games. You guys drafted in the sixth round. Absolutely. You guys got from LSU, uh, Kayshawn Butte. Uh, tell me a little bit about him and in terms of how it fits in your team, your offense, and then the wide receiver uh, core that you guys got, including picking up Juju Smith-Schuster from the um, defending champion Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Uh, Kayshawn, man, I mean, he killed it his freshman year mm-hmm. at LSU. Led the team, reception yards, everything. Um, just the thing that really killed him was right. that ankle injury. I think he took mm-hmm. junior year, I mm-hmm. think it was. Um, and, you know, a big problem with him with a, why a lot of teams left him off, not only because of the injury was, man, he uh, he had problems with coaching. People are worried about him. Uh, so best team, best coach you can possibly sure. go to, Bill sure. Belichick. Hopefully he can, you know, help steer him, help mm-hmm. him, you know, reach his full potential. Uh, but, you know, it's a low-risk, high-reward. Sure. Yeah, that, exactly. Uh, you, we need tall receivers. Mm-hmm. So going with a six-round pick to pick up this guy who was projected a first round, uh, you know, I mean, look how we've done with it. We took a first round to kill Harry. <laughs> How'd that work out for us? Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's good that he's a six-round pick. He has a lot of potential within our offense. We need that big man out there. That's right. Uh, with speed as well. So because Kendrick Bourne, you know, great receiver, agile, quick. He ain't that big. Tyquan Thornton, tall, quick, skinny, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, he fits in. We need a receiver like that. I mean, obviously, Juju, you know how Juju is. I think everyone yeah. does that's listening to this. So, yeah, I think he can fit in, you know, maybe a fourth, fifth receiver, get some time out there. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how he does in uh, training camp, see how he fits in with the team, see if he can hold his temper and uh, – 
be willing to be coached. You know, there's always room for improvement. That's a big thing with him. Yeah, you, you, you yeah. guys got a lot of young wide so, receivers, man. So going into training camp and then preseason games, maybe not necessarily the preseason games that you're going to see Mac Jones a lot, but all of those off-field yeah. workouts and, and, and getting that chemistry is going to be big, especially with a young wide receiver core and then bringing some guys that are vets like, hey, this is pretty much how I, how I play. This is this is what I can bring to the team and the offense. So I think it's going to be big for Mac Jones for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, our offense, you know, we stacked up on defense, but our, our offense is looking uh, pretty good. I mean, we lost some key players. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I think I think we can get it definitely get it going this year much better than uh, last year. I mean, with Bill O'Brien as well coming from Alabama, uh, that's huge. Sure. I mean, yeah, he didn't do too good as a head coach in Houston, but, right? You know, he's coming from the system that Mac Jones just came that's from. Right. Hopefully, that'll help him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, another big problem last year. I, I don't mean to go back to this, but I have to. No, it's uh, fine, man. With the Matt Patricia, thing. yeah. Uh, I think everybody Matt was confused Patricia, on it, man. So speak on it. Dude, the the one main thing that really hurt me was uh, putting Kendrick Bourne in the doghouse so early in the year. That was our number one wide receiver right there. He created openings. He made the big plays when we needed plays being made, but he wasn't on the field for most of the opportunities. You know, obviously we have Jacoby Meyer, great receiver. I'm sorry that the New England Raiders took him from us. But, <laughs> uh, we'll take it. <laughs> you know, I had, to, I had to throw it in there once. I got you. Know, you. you guys are signing everyone from us. Um, but we need Kendrick Bourne to pop up this year. Uh, like, we cannot be throwing him in the doghouse. You know, he, he's always got a good smile on his head, on his face. You know, mm-hmm. he's always good energy. So, yeah, man, Pat, I, th- I, really, I really blame um, Matt Patricia for, all, for a lot of that offense with a lot of the struggles. And I, I feel like I'm allowed to blame him without making excuses. So, Hey, listen, you got every right to say it. I think a lot of people have been saying that, a lot of reporters – that um, not not just mm-hmm. in, in New England, but all over the league, were kind of surprised by that whole decision, and there was really no explanation for it. So yeah, I, I feel that. Well, uh, speaking of which, we got a lot of listeners. Obviously, I'm pretty sure that they all play fantasy football, right? That's that's pretty much what we do. We cool. get in our fantasy football right now, and it's never too early to give any type of advice when we're when we're you know drafting whatever type of league, whatever scoring system. Um, that they choose to be in, but uh, what what what's one of the players from New England that you would say it's got to be a must-have on your fantasy team? Who do you like? So, if I'm being honest with you, mm-hmm. through the years of fantasy, and I think a lot of people can't agree sure. with me, I I can't remember other than Rob Gronkowski. Let me just cross that off. I can't remember a Patriots player being like a like a number one, number two draft pick. Because we're so, with our True. schemes and how our game plans work, like, great example, like, LeGarrette Blunt. you know, mm-hmm. say he goes off, has three touchdowns one week, you're like, man, he's killing it, he's on, he's hot right now, next week he won't even touch the field. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's tough with the Patriots. But if I was to pick a receiver, that's a great flex to have on your bench. Again, Kendrick Bourne. Uh, Stevenson. Stevenson's another great mm-hmm. running back. I wouldn't, you know, he, I think you'd belong in the, the flex area. Uh, with the Patriots scheme, but those two right there, I think could uh, really help you with a couple weeks. Definitely when you get down the road, when you get into those bye weeks, and you know your bench starts catching those weeks where everyone just somehow is on the same bye week <laughs> on your team. So yeah, that's a good one. I look at I like those that. two right there. I like that. Yep. 
I, I, th- I think I could see that. I mean, you know, late in the rounds, if you're, you know, a lot of people are going to target tight ends pretty early. So, you know, mm-hmm. your, your Kelsey's, your, you know, even Waller from the Giants now playing in that particular offensive uh, scheme. Yep. Um, but again, you make some good points. And I think there's a, there, usually always I'll find a gem with, uh, with, uh, with the Patriots that I'll br- bring that I pretty much will sign to bring in, like you said, a flex or a backup. I mean, throughout the years, there's so many of them, man. So many of them that I always look at. Because that's that's very true that you said, man. In terms of starting-wise, first-rounders, I'm like... I mean, besides the days of the Randy Moss back in the day, those are obviously, yeah, you know, yeah. fantasy draft owners that have been playing for a long time. They can remember. Um, Corey Dillon had a huge year for you guys. I remember I took him. Yep. I didn't take him in the first, but I ended up getting him. Um I think it was second round. He slid and he had a huge year for me. Uh, so yeah, that's that's very true, man. Let me ask you a question, man. Another big one to even look. Uh, we talk about the NFC East. We talk about you know we, we'll get back to Ooh. the Aaron Rodgers discussion in a little bit. But who is a who is a player that you see that's coming new to the division that you you just you think about? I'm not saying fear. I'm not saying scared. But you just say. The guy can just change a play at any moment. With the NFC East? AFC East. AFC, AFC. Okay, okay. I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. Obviously, obviously, obviously. Um, Man, I can't even just put my name on one of them, to be honest, man. I, I I can't put just one player out there. I just, everything just started moving so quick with this AFC East. I mean, yeah. Bills. I mean, look at Miami. I mean, look at the Jets. I mean, I, I think the Patriots, realistically, I rated last right now. That's that's what I've been looking splashes. at right now. I, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't think we've done everything that we need to do to be able to continuously compete. I think we're going into every one of these games having to battle and hopefully scrape out a few, to be honest. Um, I just, man, the only one that comes to my mind is Aaron yeah, Rodgers, Rodgers, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that he's just a he's a game changer. I mean, he, there's a reason he's won so many MVPs. There's a reason when he's on the field they win, you know. He has that winning mentality. So that's that is truly scary. Um, but it, it is still early to say cuz right. I, I keep going to this as well with our with our coaching, man. Um, I I really like I, I think our coaching this year is going to change a lot of stuff. I I think Bill Belichick still has it in him to come up with great game plans and to attack these games from an angle because, you know, he's been playing them for, what, 20, 22 years, 23 years now? Uh, And past that, before as a head coach. But, um, man, this division is scary. Uh, I look forward to this year. Our schedule is super hard, and they matched up those games at perfect times. Yeah, Uh, they actually did. Definitely for a little battle. They they did a good uh, design on it. I look at it as this, um, again, Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of breaking it down, what I see right now. Obviously, things might change in September when we're ready to kick off the games. By the way, listeners, we are going to have Kyle Barber back in September for the breakdown of the season. Bonding over beers uh, segment. We're going to break it down. We're going to get his actual record predictions for the Patriots. Today, we're not going to tap into that. I'm going to ask a few questions. But he's going to break down what he sees uh, from the schedule and leading up to it after training camp and a few preseason games. But... Uh, we talked about the, uh, the the defense earlier, right? We talked about how you guys have improved. So 
kind of explain to me, you know, you always hear the matchups, right? Mac Jones versus Rodgers, Mac Jones versus Tua, Mac Jones versus yeah. Josh Allen. But in reality, it's your defense playing against these big quarterbacks. How do you see you, your defense as, as far as how you guys have improved and those pickups that you've gotten to stop each individual quarterback? Again, assuming help being healthy, you know what I mean, for your end and then the quarterbacks. And, you know, do you, do you guys have a, a, a team that you're just like, you know what, I don't think we're going to be worse than them. I think we can, we can kind of either split or we can take two from them in this division. Definitely, definitely, and uh, I didn't mean to, you know, sound like I'm fully d- uh, doubting the Patriots. I'm not. I'm really. Not. Oh no, 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 uh, not at all, man. Does. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. I got you. I think our defense has what it takes. You know what sure. I mean? Uh, it, it's just scary to look at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like you having to look at the Chiefs every single year. That's tough. Um, Two times, man. We haven't got them. We almost got them on Monday night. It... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Definitely did. Every I mean, time we talk shit. about the Chiefs, Patrick I always Mahomes is something else. So. I know, man. Every time I use the word the word Chiefs, I always talk about almost, almost winning. <laughs> you know. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but our, I think our defense can compete with anyone. I think, I think we have everything we need to stop Josh Allen. Obviously, I'm going to talk about Josh Allen first. Um, mm-hmm. Their offense is spectacular. They they are they are just rolling. Um, I mean, I saw that two years ago in the playoff game when Josh Allen scored, I think, five touchdowns in a row. Couldn't yeah. stop anything. Um, I think we have what it takes. I think we've learned enough about the Bills. Um, I think it's really going to come down to our offense putting up enough points for us to uh, hold them off. I mean, look at our last game last year when, uh, you know, they had those two kickoff returns. That that killed us right there. Uh, it didn't give the defense a chance to, you know, you look at that score and you see all those points. You're like, dang, defense didn't do good. Didn't do too good. But uh, really, you got to look down into the numbers. Defense did great. Stopped them on the one yard line. Uh, you know, it's just going to really come down to that offense. I think we have everything in our defense to stop the top quarterbacks in this league. Um, great defense, uh, defensive back. Uh, unfortunately, we lost uh, McCourty, mm-hmm. but you know people are going to retire. People are going to go. You got a next man up That's mentality, right. you know. We also drafted a couple uh, defensive backs and cornerbacks as well to add some depth to it. Uh, hopefully, we can scrape something out of one of them. Yeah, so I like it. I like the committee. I like that kid uh, yep. from Michigan State late in the sixth. I saw him play very well. Amir Speed from Michigan State Spartan. He's, yep. he's pretty de- good. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we do the breakdown, a few of the, the, the teams that you guys are going to play early in the, in the schedule, um, talk that talk. Let me know, man. Put an APB. Let's see what's going on. Mr. Rogers, if you're listening, Jets fans, I want Barber to speak on it. I want him to talk about the signing and the expectation. And again, remember, Jets fans, you guys are, you guys are looking good on paper. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to execution and what can you guys do offensively that – you know, it's going to basically get you guys to that promised land. Or can you guys stay healthy in that defense side? Yeah. Like I said, the Jets are going to jet. <laughs> they're always going They're always going to find a way to blow something. That's just who the Jets are. Um, Aaron Rodgers, 38 years old, good quarterback. What's the longevity of it, though? How old do quarterbacks really play? Be it. This is pretty much it. This is like w- you know? one, one, maybe max two, maybe. Yep. And what the Jets just trade for this? The house. Yeah. They, they traded the farm. The house. <laughs> yep. They're dumping the house for a Super exactly. Bowl. 
So I, I think he's got two, three years maybe in him. Uh, the Jets got to not jet during that time and really make something of it. You know, it, it does come down to your team winning. It makes more people want to sign for you, sign with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Jets need to do something to turn that franchise around because, man, you know, you, you think they make a good choice. I mean, I think their best choice in the past decade would be Sauce Gardner. That was huge, yeah. huge draft pick. Absolutely. I think he killed it. Um, you know, you look at a lot of their draft picks, where are they now? It's Where true. are these number one picks? Where are these number two picks that they've had? Top number one picks for the past eight years? Mm-hmm. I mean, Jets, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think they. I think they make a little, make a little noise in the, in the league. But I, I don't think it continues a whole seventeen weeks. I don't think they have what it takes. Um, I'm just gonna be honest too. I'm sorry, Jets fans. I mean. Jets hey. fans hate the Patriots, by the way. I mean, I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. No, I know it's mutual. I mean, we had we had our discussions <laughs> off the camera before. I know we talk about the Jets and the Patriots 100%. Uh, yeah. Well, I think Aaron Rodgers will definitely do decent, man. But other than that, nothing special, I don't think. Yeah. So. I mean, he, he, got, he got some weapons. You know, we talk about uh, Lazard came from the, uh, the Packers. Um, McCall yeah. Hardman. Um, I think that was a good pickup from the Chiefs. Uh, of course, you got your, you know, Garrett Wilson. Uh, but again, it's paper. It's on paper. I'm not. I'm not doubting it. I'm just yep. saying, it's it's level of expectation. Which which is, if you're a Jets fan, it's great to have that level of expectation because you haven't had it, especially with what you had and drafting yep. number two, you know, Zach Wilson. Um, but I'm not convinced, right? I'm I'm also I look at the Bills, and we say, okay, from a from a Super Bowl contention. It could you know hit hit or miss. AFC is pretty difficult, um, but division, what maybe maybe two teams that can fight at least, depending on what you guys do against them. You know maybe you guys split one one, yep. and that's that tiebreaker against maybe Dolphins if if uh, you know they're looking pretty good. Uh, speaking of which, you guys start four games, two games at home, first two go- two games at home against the uh, runner up second place last year Super Bowl. Uh, lost yeah. against the Philadelphia or the Philadelphia Eagles that lost against the Chiefs, um, and then you got a division opponent, Miami Dolphins, um, setting the tone. Of course, we always say got to take care of business at home. Then you guys got two on the road. Yep. Speaking of those Jets, and then you got to go over here to Dallas against them Cowboys. How do you see that playing out? Because uh-huh. that first month is always going to tell you what what you can expect possibly for the rest of the season. Um. Really tough schedule, mm-hmm. really tough game placement. Um, when you see the Patriots' good teams in the past, you see where they start to excel is later in that season, um, sure. end of October towards you know beginning middle of November is when we really start to find our groove and we really start connecting and just you know everything starts coming together that you've been working on. Uh, this start of the season, it, you, we usually struggle at the beginning of the season. Sure. I mean, look at on to Cincinnati. Great example. Yeah. Uh, getting routed by the Chiefs the week before. Uh, when was that game? Um, middle of mm-hmm. October? Somewhere. It was around my birthday. Yep. I went to it. I, I made sure. Right when I heard we're on to Cincinnati, I bought those tickets from my cousin. I'm like, I need to go to this game. Um, mm-hmm. But, man, beginning of the season, that's a super tough start. Uh, going First, Eagles coming into town. We're going to have Tom Brady there. Big celebration. Sure. Uh, we gotta, we got to prove ourselves, you know. Um, we're not good versus running quarterbacks either. 
Uh, we can't, we cannot stop the run. Uh, so we need to really focus on that. And thank God, you know, having this entire offseason to start preparing for that. Uh, we need to find a new way to stop that because that is what the NFL is turning into these days, you know. Um, an honest prediction, if I was to say, through our first four games, I think we could I think we could scrape out two wins. That would be ideal to leave the, that four-game stretch, two and yeah. two, just got through a very hard part of our schedule. Now let's, let's u- utilize what we learned and let's start implementing things that we were struggling at. So it is. You can look at it from both ways. It could be a bad thing or a good thing. Uh, playing good teams to start the year could be a really good thing. You know, expose us, expose what we're doing wrong in the first game of the year. Instead of playing that really good right. team, you know, week seven, eight, nine, getting exposed. Then, like, dang, too bad we didn't notice that. You know, earlier down the season. So there's a lot of ways to look at it, but a really, really tough uh, beginning of that schedule. And that's because Roger Goodell hates. <laughs> Man, I mean. And, and yeah, I'm looking on the back end too, and I'm <laughs> I'm looking at those uh, the schedule uh, towards the end of the year. You got the two division opponents at the very end, home against the Jets, last game yeah. of the year. Um, before that, uh, at Buffalo, so that could be something that, like I said, in the event that there might not be a possibility or fighting for a wild card, that's important to try to either split or do something against Buffalo. Um, we have a tough road schedule this year. Definitely, we're going to some uh, hostile yeah. crowds. Uh, obviously the bills that that's mm-hmm. known fact, you know, uh, chargers. Yeah. I mean, chargers is going to right. be a home game for us, to be honest. So many Patriots right. fans in San Diego or not mm-hmm. San Diego, but Los Angeles. Now, um, we're going to chiefs. That's going to stink. Um, that's a very hostile crowd, but you know, we play the chiefs pretty well. Um, I don't remember a time where the chiefs absolutely routed us in the past five years. Um, and maybe towards the end of the game, right. we put up some extra. But we always start off good. <laughs> but uh, man, we're gonna we're gonna have some tough uh, tough opponents on the road this year. Um, but I mean, yeah, looking at the schedule, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Now I'm starting to look at it. Uh, yeah, man, I, I think look. As I look at it, I changed my whole mind. I, I actually don't think on the road. I think we match up pretty well on the road because mm-hmm. uh, I was looking at red and yes, blue. Yes. No. So we're playing in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. That's a big game. Steelers-Pats is always going to be a rivalry. Um, at the Giants, that's always a good game. I mean, obviously, you know, I exactly. think a lot of people can wonder why the Patriots-Giants, you know, ruined a couple of our good seasons. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wow, we're playing uh, at the Raiders. Over, that would be man. a fun game. I have once again, thank you so much for everybody that's listening, tuning in to the Sporting Crashers podcast, episode six. I'm going to leave you with this, gem. First of all, I want to appreciate and say thank you to D. Thomas, Joseph Hernandez, Kyle Barber. Really appreciate you being on my show for episode six, the special. One thing I want to leave you guys with is this. You know, we, we go on here and we talk about sports. We talk about a lot. Uh, in this case, this particular show was about football. But I want everybody to kind of feel free to reach in, um, message me, comment, contact me however you can. Let's talk about everything that's related with sports, not just necessarily the league, how it affects communities, how it affects lives, how it affects things that we really don't even uh, you know, talk about in major media. When you see and you're watching the major media channels like ESPN, Fox Sports, 
That's what this brand is all about, the Sporting Crashers podcast. It's for us to have fun, have a good time, talk, and just get to know each other and get a chance to really expand and, and see how fit uh, sports, anything that's related to it, how it actually impacts our lives. So once again, till the next episode, which will be actually in June, June episode seven, I appreciate it. Stay tuned. And you already know, you see what it is. From Oakland to L.A., back to Oakland to Las Vegas, let's go Raiders. Let's get this championship, and let's get it done. Thank you, everybody. Have a good time. Have a good life. Be grateful. Be humble. Stay up.